0: But it's up to you to hold yourself accountable to think about how do I get myself out of this state?
1: Right. Yo, 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 welcome back to season one, episode six of Beauty and the Struggle. We are here. We are live and well, full effect recording. First and foremost, thank you all to everyone out there who's listening. I truly couldn't be more appreciative of everyone that's shown support everyone that has hit play on any streaming platform out there to listen to the episode and even those out there who are sharing and sliding to the dms and just showing support you guys have no idea how much that helps the podcast Uh, i don't put any money back into the marketing of this so everything is organic and the more of that that i can get that we can get from this show the bigger the show is going to be so truly appreciate anyone out there showing love with that being said I couldn't be more excited with the guest, the co-host that we have uh, for this episode six. She goes by the name of Jonisha Huang. Uh, Jonisha and I, we go way back uh, about six, seven years ago. We worked together at Nike Town Seattle in retail um, when we were both just little college kids working a side time hustle, uh, going to be full time students at u And she's someone who has always brought inspiration to me. Uh, she's a type of girl who you walk into a room and you can tell that she is doing something so purposeful in anything that she's doing Um, she's always thinking outside of just herself and I think that's one of the special traits with Jojo and that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted her on the podcast so you fast-forward about five six years later and Jonisha is now a K through 12 teacher in the Seattle School District community And uh, I found myself getting crazy inspired just as we were interviewing because uh, she discusses how she is the first generation immigrant in her family uh, to really go through higher education. And not only did she graduate from University of Washington, right? But she did that with a full ride scholarship uh, and graduated on time, which is amazing. Um, And she finds herself in a crossroads where she doesn't know where to go next. And I'm sure so many... People in our generation can relate to that. You get that piece of paper, and you're like, "Shit, what do I do next?" Uh, she decided, "Hey, you know, instead of doing what the societal norm tells me to do, right? Go be a doctor, go be a lawyer, uh, you know, go get your master's degree." Instead of taking on that route, uh, she flipped it on its head and said, "Hey, you know what? Nah, bump that. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna soul search. I'm gonna figure out what I'm really good at. How I can bring value." and the passion that i want to take on and how can i demonstrate that into my community and like i said i truly think that's the most inspirational thing that someone can do is take that leap of faith and say yo i've got the bravado i've got the courage i've got the faith to really pursue something that i really give a fuck about and to me that's so dope so um she is now doing that she's killing it she'll discuss you know future programs that she's bringing to light into the community and actually making a difference Uh, but you know I think this is an episode that you guys are gonna want to listen to more than once and all that I ask is that if you find some type of inspiration if you find something that you can actually take from this content and bring into your life and puts you in a state of mind that actually allows you to take action in whatever you're doing yo that shit is tight please share that with me please share that with the team please share that with the platform slide into my DMS post it on your IG post it in the comments Uh, like everything that we have going on please because like I said uh, it is really it really goes a long way as far as the word of mouth and as far as where we are at with the podcast and how we can continue collectively to build this platform Uh, So, with that being said, I'm incredibly excited. I can't tell if you can tell um, about this episode. Disclaimer, I was very sick. Uh, Actually, we were both sick when we shot this. um, But I didn't want to stop recording at any time because I just felt what we were talking about was so deep rooted and was, um, you know, very, very collaborative in the sense that we were just talking about some real shit. So I didn't want to mess up the setting. And you'll hear me sniffling, you'll hear her sniffling, but uh, just get through it because it's, it's definitely worth it. So here we go, season one, episode six, Jonisha Huang, three, two, one, go. Yo, welcome back to Beauty and the Struggle, <clears throat> season one, episode six out of seven, and brought on my good friend, Jonisha Huang. Jonesha, you want to say what's up to the crowd? Hi. What's up? Yo, speaking of that, we got Norris here today, too. Um, And going into that, just give you guys some kind of a background. Shout out to Nike Town Seattle. Uh, You know, really quickly, like, we all know each other through Nike Town Seattle. Um, Yeah, so, like, explain your family background. Like, uh, are you, like, so myself, I'm a first-generation immigrant from the Philippines, or at least on my mom's side. Like, what's your story?
0: So, um, both of my parents are actually from Laos, okay. which is in Southeast Asia. Not a lot of people know where Laos is, but once you tell them it's in between Thailand, Vietnam, <coughs> and Cambodia, then they're like, oh, yeah, 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 we know where that, where that is. Um, but that kind of speaks to how underrepresented um, that particular community is. But yeah, um, both my parents are from Laos. Um, my grandpa, who passed away last November, rest in peace, um, he, was, he worked in the military um, and although um, my grandpa and all of his kids that he birthed are full Vietnamese, the only reason why they landed in Laos was because that was where he was stationed at the time when he was in the military. Um, and <coughs> then they, e- they all kind of made their way to America slowly um, just because with the laws that they had in place, um, they couldn't travel in groups, I believe, no more than five.
1: Dang. And, that's um, crazy. My,
0: yeah, my dad is one of nine. And so it took a while for all of them to finally reunite in in the States. Um, My dad, I believe, he came here when he was seven. Okay. And my mom, who's also from Laos, she's full Laotian, um, she moved to the States when she was 14. Wow. Uh, Long story short, my parents met at Franklin, which is my my high school that I went to. Um, They met... They're two years apart. My dad would, or my mom was a s- June, no, sophomore. Yeah, two years. And my dad was a senior. He was her math tutor and followed her all the way to Salt Lake City because that's where <laughs> she went to okay. reunite with the rest of her family. <clears throat> and then that's where I was born. I was born in Salt Lake City. You were
1: born in Salt Lake City.
0: I'm not surprised that you <laughs> didn't know that because that's definitely a fact that I shared <laughs> Wait,
1: with you before. What Friend, friends friends for five years did not um, know that.
0: Yeah, so I was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, but I moved to Seattle when I was two, so I've been here all my life.
1: Okay. Nice way, so your parents didn't know each other like before Franklin High School. Like there was no connection even nope. though you guys they came just, from the homeland.
0: Yeah, they just both met at Franklin.
1: What? That's um, crazy.
0: Yeah, and my dad pretty much followed my mom until she said yes.
1: <laughs> Smart man. <Yeah. laughs> yep. That's dope though. Okay, so uh so you guys uh, so like you have some kind of heritage and Utah, then you guys came back here to Seattle. Yep. Um, how was like your upbringing in Seattle? Like, your parents, like, why did they come back to Seattle? I guess.
0: Um, mostly for for work. My dad, okay. he was with a company. Um, here in Seattle, it was, it was called Golden Grains. It's kind of like, a, I don't know how to explain, kind of like a Franz Bakery, and that's where he works right now. And he's always been in that kind of line of work, um, even though I've been trying to tell him to get out of that just because it's 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 just it's hard labor. Yeah, for sure. For how old he's getting is just definitely something that I don't want to see him continue doing as he ages. But um, that's where he was working out at the time. And they relocated to Seattle. My dad was like, hey, why don't we just start a life in Seattle? The majority of my family is back in Seattle. um, And she had a sister out here that still lives up on Beacon Hill. And that was kind of an incentive that my dad used on, um, on her, too. Like, why don't you just go back with your sister? We can live with her for a little bit until we find a place of um, our own. Which then um, they found a spot in South Seattle, specifically Rainier Beach. And it's still the <coughs> same house that I grew up in uh, when hey. we moved in. I believe I was four. So I've been in the same house since I was four. And I am now.
1: <laughs> hey, that's tight, though. I'm, like, in the same position because I grew up in Everett and still in the same, like, childhood house. So it's, like, yep. a culture thing. Yeah. Do you, like, how would you describe, like, the Laotian people? Like, do you guys have a lot of pride? Like, you know? Uh,
0: I would say so, yeah. Just because, I, like I said earlier, it's just definitely a an underrepresented um, ethnic group. True. Like, you hear me and people know <coughs> what that is. You hear Hmong, people know what that is. But, like, when you say Laotian or Lao people, they're just like, you know, you get yeah. weird looks. And that's kind of what I just, unfortunately, got used to as um, I grew up. Because it's just like having people not know... "Quote unquote, what you are, right, not right. A, like not who you are. Mm. It was just always like, what are you? Yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm not a thing. You know, yep. and Laos isn't a thing. Laotian or Lao heritage isn't a thing. You know, it's it's people. It's just right. like any other culture. You know, but just because it's not familiarized, you know, whether it, you know you talk about media or literature, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to. Coming from a background like that, you just have to be willing to take that extra step in explaining if you want your story to be told and to be known. And that's kind of what I had to learn that's as tight. I grew up.
1: That's tight. That's yeah. cool. Okay. So, uh, you know, you guys, uh, you come from kind of that background as far as, it sounds like it's kind of like a like an unidentified where you have to create your own like type of lane, type of deal. Yep. That's pretty cool. So then I wonder if, like, going through that process, if your parents, like, struggled, like, trying to find their own people and going transitioning into that, like, how did you go through that as your childhood? You know what I mean? Like, finding your own people and just creating your own lane.
0: Well, in, in terms of finding my own people, like, so demographically, the South End and how I've grown up to know it has always been diverse. Right. And so my people wasn't necessarily like, oh, go seek out other Laotian or Vietnamese people. My people were colored, Right. you know, um, or even if they weren't. But because of where I was living um, at the time when I went to Brighton Elementary School, um, Aki Kurosi Middle School and Franklin High School, all of my friends were Somalian, Eritrean, Ethiopian, um, Cambodian, Vietnamese, uh-huh. some Laotian people, Filipinos, um, <coughs> you know, just – a room full of color, right? right? And like here and there, there would be a few Caucasian people, but that's that was before what's happening now to my right. community, which, in other words, gentrification, right? So, thinking about the demographics and what kids like me or like us are growing up with in their classrooms, like I don't know what it looks like now, right? You right, know, so yeah. like when you think about finding your people, uh-huh. I don't know if that's what's happening for those kids,
1: right? Yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, so my people were just, it was just a range of cultures.
1: That's cool. Would you say that, like, that probably influenced you throughout your life, I'm sure?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah? Just because it was people that I related to. I never felt (laughs) alienated. I never felt different. I never felt like, (coughs) oh, I wonder if they're going to notice if I wore the same shoes, you know, three times in a row this week. You know, because everybody else was like that. Yeah. But I feel like in this generation, like, Stuff like that would be noticed, you know. Um, So yeah, I'm very grateful for the kind of schooling I went through. Yes, it wasn't the best, especially with what's offered now, and in an institution like where I teach currently. Right. Um, But (coughs) it's the way I grew up with the lack of resources made me who I am. Right. Right. So like I, I was taught to go out and find it if it's not given to you.
1: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So
0: as opposed to. Like, I feel like kids nowadays, and I don't want to generalize it, but I, I see it yeah. in this community, where it's like, they just expect things to be handed to you. They're uh-huh. not, like, if it's not, then they're just going to sit on their ass and yeah. just be like, oh, maybe it'll come one day, instead of actually going out and doing the work and, you know, finding the answers yourself.
1: Right, So right. Uh, Would you say that that's, uh, you know, going to that kind of upbringing, as far as lack of resources, like, you did it, like, I'm I'm yeah. sure, like, a lot of your friends did it, like, that's hard that's probably hard mm-hmm. well
0: especially being a first generation college student you know right. like I was when it came time to apply to colleges I was terrified I was like maybe I mm. will end up like everyone else in my family because
1: yeah
0: no one got past like I think the furthest anyone has gotten was probably a high school diploma
1: okay.
0: and so those were my expectations right, right like right. I was just like okay so am I gonna am I going to be the first one and I didn't have the answer then because I looked at, you know, my past.
1: Right. Would you, would you say like that, like that limiting, uh, like limiting view of who made it or I guess where your family scope was at, like kind of haltered your vision? You 100%. know what I mean? 100 yeah. yeah.
0: Because, you know, <coughs> as I thought about that and not really having any role models in terms of furthering your education, I also right. thought about finances
1: right you know right.
0: I'm like well there's a reason why no one went to college is because no one could pay for it and it's not like my you know financial state at the time was any different than when my parents were in high school right. because it's like you know you we were all born into yeah. a certain financial background um, and obviously my parents came to the states for a better life, right? Yeah. So they're sold that dream like the whole American dream like, oh, the land of milk and honey, like you come here you're, you're going to get all of your <laughs> all your dreams come yeah, true, right? Real, but then yeah. they don't realize, wait, I'm working like twice as hard. Yeah. just to get some food on the table for my kids. Yeah. You know, and so I used that like my family's background um just to fuel my fire. I was like, "All right, I guess well, I'll I'm be at... the first one yep. to go to college, like let me just try." Because then that started making me think about um my brother, who's seven years younger than me, I'm like, uh-huh. I want him to have someone to look up to. I'll right. like, I want to be that person, and so that's what um, encouraged me to actually apply to some schools yeah. nice. and literally figure everything out on my own. Like,
1: yeah, that's tight though.
0: You know, and with the responsibilities I had as a big sister, like I couldn't go to those after-school programs that were provided for high school kids to, like, learn how to write a personal statement, learn how to apply for college, learn how to apply for financial aid. So, none like, all of that was available, but I couldn't do it because of, you know, the responsibilities I had that I wanted to take off of my parents. Right. Which was to take care of my brother, like, cook dinner, blah, blah, blah.
1: Absolutely. And so, Like, what would you say, like, like, because what would you say is, like, the difference, like, yeah, you have that fuel, but, like, was it that mindset of just like yo, like I know for me I guess my my point is like my grandparents I heard a story the other day my grandpa came to the states from the Philippines and then he'd have to walk two miles to Church's Chicken to go earn four thirty five and so like that's seared into me like yo I I can't take a damn I can't take a fucking day off you know yeah, what I mean Yeah Yeah One hundred percent
0: like I you know, and coming from a family of immigrants, like right. you're bound to have those kind of stories from yep. your from your family, you know, and from everyone that came before you. And um, you know, being able to hear those stories from my mom, especially my grandpa. Like he had right. all the stories about his upbringing and like, you know, what he had to do to only earn two cents.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and so like
0: there are days Damn. where I'm just like I feel like I'm busting my ass. I'm so tired. And then sometimes I have to check myself and I'm just like, no, you're not tired. Yeah. Like keep going because (laughs) they had it like everyone else had it far worse than you. Not to undermine the stresses that I go through and other people go through every day, but it's just like they had it so much worse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: but they, but they kept trucking along because they had a purpose and I'm like, I have a purpose. So if I have a purpose, then I have to keep going no matter how tired I am.
1: Right, absolutely. So, that's yeah. dope, I love that. So do you think, like, I guess, why don't you think other people don't, like, have that, you know, why aren't other people as purposeful as that? Do you think it's something that's, like, just not in their DNA? Do you think it's something that they just aren't aware to?
0: No, I. I mean, everyone has it. It's yeah. just the matter of how much self-reflection you're willing to do. Right. And it really depends on when you do it too.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, Like, I feel like you really have to reach rock bottom to do a lot of self-reflecting and just realize, like, okay, where am I I at with my life? Where do I want to go? And, you know, that's like, yeah, it's like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? You know, so I feel like everyone has the ability to do it. It's just the matter of if they're willing to, if they're willing to face the fear of, just criticizing yourself yeah, I feel yeah like, you know just like be real with yourself like yeah. realize what you're not doing yeah. like whatever you're not doing that's why it's not working right right so
1: that's tight and yeah. everybody out there yo she's been jojo did me like a huge favor today she's been up since like 5 a.m and what we are now 6 35 yeah. and we're out here so
0: yeah she's not <laughs> just
1: she's not just talking the talk she's actually yeah. walking the walk um so go okay so going into that like yo you get into U Dub, mm-hmm. go dogs!
0: Oh my God, I didn't. Mean, the the <laughs> day I got that big envelope, like yeah. I couldn't even believe it. You know, because that wasn't a thing for right. my family. Like no one received a big envelope congratulating them on, you know, being admitted to a school like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like for if sure. anything's like, oh, Seattle Central, like that was a big deal for them. Yep. You know, that was. Not even within reach for some of my family members like community college was not within reach like how crazy it is to think about that, right? It is crazy. And so because of that, that's why I felt like a school like UW, dub for instance was like it was just such a, a dream of mine, right? Because I'm like that because at the time it's like that seemed impossible. Yeah, right. And so when I got <coughs> admitted, I was like, okay, on top of being admitted. I basically got a full ride.
1: Yeah, I remember that. That was tight.
0: And so, like, adding that on top of being admitted, I was like, I don't know what I did.
1: That's actually crazy. (laughs)
0: Right. And honestly, and I think, and to this day, I still believe this, and I'm pretty sure this is the reason why I got admitted with the full ride was because of the story I wrote for my personal statement. I talked about my family. You did? Yeah.
1: That's cool. I talked
0: about... like their immigration story <laughs> and like the reason why I want to go to UW is to like mm-hmm. forge this new path for myself and for my little brother and you know, so on and so forth. Yep. Um so that's why I just feel like uh the power of a story.
1: Right, you know, because right. that's
0: where it started. At least, you know, I think that's that's why I got admitted. Yeah. And didn't have to pay a single penny even when they raised the tuition <laughs> my sophomore <laughs> year. And I panicked. I was like what do you mean they're raising it? Like, am I yeah. still going to be able to afford to go here?
1: Right, right.
0: Um. So, yeah, that was pretty dope. Got a bit into Dub. Graduated. No problem.
1: That's crazy. So, like, that's, like, I look at that stuff and I can, com- I, like, I can uh, relate so much because, like, my grandparent or my mom, the furthest she got was, like, what was it? North, what's that school? North Seattle Community College mm-hmm. for, like, a quarter. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just feel like their mentality towards uh, towards everything at the time was just a lot different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they came here to, like, give us a better life. It's mm-hmm. only right that we, like, further that legacy. Absolutely. Um, that's crazy. Though. I didn't know, like, well, I knew you had a full ride, but, like, when I look at that and see how far you came in one generation.
0: It was a struggle. Like, yeah. it really, like, I was really paving my own path because I knew I had someone and that someone being my brother, um, looking up to me. So it definitely applied a lot of pressure, but a lot of it, like I said, came from knowing the history of my family and why they came here so that I I could do things like this. Right, right. You know, if they didn't have the courage to risk their lives coming to America, then I can literally do anything. You know, like I don't (laughs) have to leave my house for fear that I'm going to, you know, get killed yeah, over yeah. trying to go somewhere. Yeah. You know.
1: That's crazy. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so during that time, so during that time, you are at UW, mm-hmm. right? And this is when you are also working at Nike Town.
0: Yep. I started working there my sophomore year.
1: Okay. So you held a full-time position plus full-time work, or sorry, nope, plus did, full-time school. I
0: did part-time at Nike. I was, you know, I was on yeah. the closing team. Okay. Yeah. 49. <laughs> Uh, the um, but then I also nannied on the side because I was like, because the, like I said, it was just, so I'm always in survival mode. Right. And right. that speaks to my upbringing. Like we're talking about upbringing. I was right, just like, right. my mentality is just always survival mode. Like you never know what's going to get thrown at you. Be ready. Right? right. And so, um, when I was going to UW, yes, I knew that I was going to school essentially for free. Right. Right. Um, <coughs> but the fear of not knowing whether or not that inflation of tuition was going to affect whether or not I had to cough up my own money, yeah. that's why I also worked on the side on top of my schooling. So right. you know, part-time at Nike, to me, wasn't enough. Because I'm like, no, like, I got to make sure I have enough to, yeah. you know, to pay for tuition if it came down to that. So I also nannied on the side for um, a law professor okay. at UW um, that I happened to meet through a mutual friend in college. And so I watched her kids until, uh, I think junior year. Uh-huh. Um, and then she ended up taking a maternity leave. So she didn't need me anymore because she was at home. So I was like, okay, yeah. like right now I haven't had to come up with <laughs> you, you know my own pocket again. money, you know, yep. thankfully, um, to pay for tuition. So everything was still good on that front. But, um, I still kept my Nike job because it was so cracking, you know, like <laughs> I met so many amazing people and it was just, it was just a nice balance to my academic life. Right, you know, like I right. working at NTS and anyone that worked at NTS could attest to this. Like it, you didn't, you, you weren't going to work. <laughs>
1: nah, you, really like you were there to <laughs> work, really were, but yeah. it didn't
0: feel like work because of the people you were surrounded with. Right. You know, um,
1: What's, like, one thing you took away from Nike Town before we, like, transition into, like, what's what's one of the biggest takeaways that you took from Nike Town in your entire time there? Like, Nike Town, Seattle, the OG part.
0: (laughs) What did I take away?
1: Yeah, like a life learned.
0: Just be willing to open up to people because I'm very much... Like I, I was actually talking to one of my coworkers <coughs> about this today cuz I just learned that there is such a thing as an extrovert introvert.
1: Yeah. Wait, what? You didn't know there is No, ex- like
0: that you could be both. Oh yeah. I didn't know oh, that. Okay. I thought it was either you were an introvert or you were an extrovert, like there's no in between. And yeah. So um shout out Matt Halla, but um <laughs> she told me she was like cuz she was like that was how she describes herself and I'm like, "Whoa, wait, wait, like you just said both." And she's yeah. like, yeah, "No, it's a thing." Like you could be someone who's outgoing, but you could also be someone that just values alone time, like a lot of right. alone time and that's yeah. the introvert part of it. And I'm like, oh well, shit, I'm an extrovert <laughs> introvert. Because like if I wasn't if I wasn't an extrovert, I wouldn't be doing this. Like yeah, this would yeah. not be a thing. Like yeah, exactly. I would I would have like straight up shot it down. I'm like, no, I don't wanna be in front of a camera. Yeah. I don't wanna be talking into a microphone. And, you know, have whoever listen to it, like, no. So, I'm like, no, I think I am a mix between an extrovert and introvert. Yeah. Um, Where were we going with this?
1: No, I'm saying, like, so it sounds like you learned that at Nike Town you were an extrovert and introvert.
0: No, well. A little bit. No, like, so, backpedal. Um, What I took away is just to be willing to open up and get to know people. Right. Because, you know, I definitely grew up as more of an introvert. Uh Uh-huh. super shy like fun fact my parents thought I was mute really when I was a kid because I Jojo just, because I wouldn't talk because <laughs> I was so shy like I would not talk What? and if I like and then this is something that my family always makes fun of me for they every, anytime that we're exchanging stories at the dinner table or whatever like it never fails to have this story come up so I guess like growing <laughs> up anytime I got my ass whooped which was Never, because I was uh-huh. literally like the perfect child according to my mom.
1: Yeah.
0: But she like I got in trouble once, and she she sp- <laughs> she hit me, she spanked me, right? Something that doesn't happen nowadays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she spanked me, and like I literally like pressed my lips together and would not make a peep because <laughs> I just didn't want to get into more trouble. because yeah. My mom was just like, What? Like, like what's okay? wrong with like, this kid? What cr- is it going Why on? is she crying like a normal <laughs> child would? You know, and so my parents thought I was mute because I was so quiet. And it wasn't until high school. Uh-huh. I took a leap of faith. And and that was kind of like the start of taking risks was in high school. Um, that was when I joined ASB. And that okay. was like huge for me because I was yeah. like, you know, I saw all of the upperclassmen do it. And I'm like, you got to stand in front of everyone in the gym yeah and speaking to a microphone they
1: got franklin make, too yeah Yo, y'all tripping. yeah
0: and make like all these like videos talking about you know like vote for me for a position whatever and i'm like i can't do that like i would never do it but i did it yeah you know and then Heck like yeah after that that's when i started joining clubs if you know if my schedule permitted like if i was able to do a sport and pick up my brother on time i did it right, right. because like i said i alleviated my parents from those responsibilities so that they could go to work or do whatever after work, relax, whatever that looked like for them. Right. Um, and so <coughs> I took on that load. Right. Um, so I managed to find a good balance. Like I got to play sports in high school nice. and still take care of my brother. Right. Um, but yeah, so it started with me opening up in high school. And then when I got to college, it's like I kind of closed up again because you yeah. so with do. it being as large as it is, I was like, I I didn't join any clubs as much as I wanted to. I'm like, I can't because I got scared again. Yeah. And so going back to your question about, you know, what did I take away from NTS? It's like, it's just opening up and getting to know people, you know? And because of that, like, Charles Daniels met him through NTS.
1: Right. The boy Chuck.
0: I was a bridesmaid for (laughs) his wedding, you know, because... I was brave enough to meet people like him, and to hold conversations, and to maintain friendships and stuff like that. So, that's what I took away from ATS is just being willing to step out of my comfort zone and just get to know people.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I love that. So you, so you go from you go from school, and then what did you study in school? At UW. Yeah.
0: Um, American ethnic studies. That was my major. Okay. And then I double-minored in education and diversity.
1: Okay. And the then people. so. Literally for the people. (laughs) So you are all about the people then. So, like, so transitioning, like, you, so you nannied on the side. Mm -hmm. And I guess my question would be how did you start, like, going towards a route, like, working towards giving back to the community and, like, the youth? And what made you not want to just go work with, like, our age people, like, adult people? You know what I mean?
0: So. Um, before I answered that, uh-huh. um, so I chose that particular field because I remember reading, I like, the all the reading material for the American Ethnic Studies Department just resonated because it was about people like us. Right. You know, when you think about the history books that we grew up with in school, maybe they touched on Native Americans. Yeah
1: barely barely <laughs> by.
0: but you know but you know we're taught about christopher columbus yeah we're, you know we're taught about all these white people that didn't matter to me and right, that's right why u.s <laughs> history i hated it it was one of the subjects that i didn't care for because it just didn't relate to me yeah who are these old ass white people <laughs> that i don't know who are all dead who apparently did things for us right right but then my family's stories don't reflect that right so, right you know where's the connection there is no connection that's why I hated U.S. history right I get to UW and and mind you like reading was also not something that I enjoyed
1: uh-huh
0: but <coughs> the moment I took my first AES American Ethnic Studies class and had an ass load of readings I found myself not being able to to close the books or to, to close really? the packets. Okay. Because I kept reading about people that sounded like us, looked like us. Yeah. So I'm like, you you mean I could graduate with a degree that has to do with learning about me?
1: Yeah, that's cool though. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I was it was frowned upon a lot, uh, especially from my family like, you go to you go to UW and you know, you get a yeah. full ride and this is what you wanna graduate with? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. It though. was always such an uncomfortable com- conversation to have. You know, because yes, I'm going to school for free right. And yes, I'm choosing to do this yeah as a possible career choice because I enjoy it. Yep. you know and it's like shit if I'm if I'm gonna go to school for free, I might as well take advantage of it yeah. and actually learn about things that I enjoy
1: right. I think people get so twisted up on that like I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna be a doctor because that's what society tells me to do.
0: It's over. You like, know that's I mean? just like Yeah, I'm like, that's, that's not life. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to shove my face in a chemistry book. Right. Because, you know, it's expected of me or it's, you know, there's like pressure being applied to become a doctor, to yep. become, you know, a scientist. Like, all that stuff is cool, whatever. I could go on YouTube and learn things, yeah. right? Yeah. But with my time that I'm spending here and that I'm investing, I'm going to do what I'm interested in. And yeah. that was to learn about colored people to, t- to learn about ethnic yeah. studies things that were suppressed and you know not taught to us in high school or like right, even because right. you're you know you I guess you start learning that in elementary school again, yeah right yeah so it's like all of this information <clears throat> being withheld from me and me realizing that that's yeah. what pissed me off even more so I was like hell yeah Yeah. i'm a major in
1: this (laughs) so jojo is ready to go to war
0: yeah because it's like why not why not include this in the history books is it not good enough is it not worth teaching to kids yeah you know because it's like for me at least like i retain information better if it has something (sighs) to do with me right right you know so that's that's where the spark um I guess, originated was me realizing, like, oh, I cannot, cl- I can't close this book. Yeah, yeah. That must mean I like it. <coughs> right, right, right. And so I carried on through with it all four years. Um, and as far as, what was the question? Sorry.
1: No, so I was saying, like, like how did you start going towards that route as, oh, yeah, yeah. like, towards kids?
0: Yeah. Um, so I've always loved kids, uh-huh. right? Like, and growing up with a younger brother that's seven years younger than me. Uh-huh. He was practically my kid. Like, yeah. I was a teen mom, yeah, basically, without it actually being <laughs> my baby. But, no, he, yeah, he's my baby. But, um, and just, like, I don't know, I was just always passionate about babysitting and teaching. And, like, I remember some of my memories with my younger brother. Um, uh-huh. We used our our dishwasher, uh-huh. right? So he was, like, maybe, he was about to go into first grade, and it was the summertime, and I grabbed a bunch of dry erase markers, sat in front of our dishwashing machine, uh-huh. and like wrote on it like a board. And I was like teaching him. I like made <laughs> dotted no, I made like dotted lines yeah. for letters so that he could trace them. We did math problems, and it was like I I had like a, I had a school session in our yeah. kitchen on the floor.
1: That's crazy. Like that's super cool, though. Yeah, that's hella so, cool.
0: Yeah, and then I would make up these like mock up. Um, activity sheets that I created myself, so that it w- it was homework for him.
1: Wait, what age were you doing this at?
0: So we're seven years apart. He's, you know, about to go in first grade. So that's what five, six years old.
1: Dang. Okay. So, so you had like a whole curriculum going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and but that's just. And then you know, I I come from a fairly large family, and like the the ages are. I don't know, kind of all over the place, but right. I always found myself just always being mom or always being the educator. Right. Um, And because <coughs> a lot of it comes from my grandpa, like, there was no such thing as a summer off for Jonisha and right. her cousins. Yeah. You know, like, we were at grandpa's house still doing schoolwork.
1: Y'all crazy. You
0: know, he made us read... <laughs> thick ass chapter books when we could barely pronounce like half the words in the book but that was his way of teaching us like no if you don't know circle the word look it up define it use it in a sentence read it again do you understand it no okay read it again you (laughs) know so that was just grandpa was all about education you know um and so i think no i know he instilled that in me and um I want to say in high school I got involved with like a lot of um community service or service learning things uh-huh. that worked with kids uh at Boys and Girls Club. And I myself went to Boys and Girls Club before my brother was born. You know, that was like my okay. aftercare was Boys and Girls Club, so I was always exposed to that kind of a uh, environment. And um and then it wasn't until after you dub You know, talking about self reflection. I did a lot of that after graduating because I was like, Okay, yeah, what's next? Like you graduated high school, check. You actually finished college on time, check. Do you go and attain your masters? Like, what do you do now? Yeah,
1: that's inter like that's interesting because like I guess where did you like where was your space, your mental space at that time? Like, yo, how do I continue to better myself?
0: Lost again. Like I it was like High school, Jonisha, all over again. Yeah. Like, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> so you kind of, like, conform, like, in this hole a little bit.
0: Yeah. And so um, it wasn't until I had – so this this was – all this, this quarter-life crisis that I'm about to talk about <laughs> happened at Nike That's Seattle. That's what we're
1: here for, beauty of the struggle.
0: Nike Seattle. And uh-huh. I was on the sales floor pissed. Yeah. I'm like, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> I hate this job. I went to UW, I got a degree, and I'm working in retail, and at that point, I was already with the company for, what, four or five years? Right. And I was just angry. I'm just like, I'm in retail, I'm (coughs) so much better than this, but if I'm so much better than this, then why the hell are you here? Right. It was because I was comfortable. I was getting a paycheck bi-weekly. Yeah. I was able to apply that paycheck to whatever the hell I wanted to buy, whatever, And so I got comfortable.
1: Joda, that's super cool. Because, like, a lot of people won't have that serious discussion with themselves. You know what I mean? Oh, no.
0: I did it every day on the sales floor.
1: Because
0: every time I dealt with a dumbass customer, I was like, I was constantly reminded, like, why are you here? You hate hate being here. MC, I'm so sorry. I don't know if if you're ever going to watch this. But MC, you know how much I hated it there. And it was because I had such, like, I had a bar set high for myself. But I was... Oblivious, to, or like I, I didn't want to accept that I had a high bar that I was unwilling to reach.
1: Right, right.
0: Like I was holding myself back. Yeah. There's there no like I will admit to that. Yeah. I've like admitted you to that many times. That space. Yeah. Completely. And so, um, it it I had so many conversations in stock room. I had so many conversations by myself. Sometimes, sometimes oh, with you other guys people. were talking
1: shit down in stock room. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> and. Yeah, I just, I had this one conversation on the sales mm-hmm. floor with someone and I was just like, I'm, so, you know, again, like <clears> I, <throat> I, I keep saying this because this is literally what I repeated to myself every single day. Like, I'm so much better than this. Like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm capable of doing amazing things. Then right. why aren't you going out and doing those yeah, things?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: And so I literally had to sit back and... Think about my toolbox. Think about my arsenal. Like, what right. do you have? What can you use? What's yeah. in your toolbox? So I'm like, all right, I'm college educated. This is what I'm. A pa- I'm well, this is what I'm passionate about. You know, which is ethnic studies. But what else are you passionate about? Oh, kids. Okay, how can I connect the two? Is yeah, there such? Yeah. Is there a job <coughs> out there that where I can apply both somehow? Yep. Um, and if, if, if it wasn't for Charles, and it's the reason why I'm here at my current job. Yeah. If it wasn't for Charles, then I wouldn't be in the current position that I'm in. He was just like, he knew everything about me because, again, we we knew each other from Nike Town, Seattle. But he was just like, dude, you need to be here. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> you know, again, doubting myself. Yeah. And he was just like, no, you can do it. Like, you can do it. Yeah. Just apply. It do- It doesn't hurt. Just apply. Like, the worst thing that could happen is... You not getting the job. I'm like, exactly. And then I'm stuck here working in retail. Like, that is the worst.
1: Getting mad at MC.
0: Yeah. And so I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm like, we're back to square one. You're doubting yourself. What did you have to do last time you doubted yourself? Fucking do it. Right, right. So I got on the website. I said, Chuck, I'm about to apply, Chuck. He was like, okay, (laughs) let me know when you submit it. So that also, like, there was some accountability there. He wanted me to let him know when I applied. Had he not received anything, that would have told him that I didn't actually apply. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, sat through the application, doubting myself every single step of the way, but I did it. I got a call back literally, I think, within less than a week. And they're like, all right, come in for the interview. Went in for the interview. so you're like tripping at this point. Went in for the interview. (laughs) Cried in my interview. Oh God, <laughs>
1: show, show. But
0: the that? reason why, and I still make fun of myself <laughs> for this, and all the other teachers here like still appreciate <laughs> the fact that I was that raw, yeah, yeah, and that I was that willing to show emotion when answering the, this particular question they had asked me that caused the tears. <coughs> <coughs> the question was like, "Why education?" Right. And I'm not going to share the answer because I'm going to start. I feel the ball <laughs> in my throat. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not going to cry in front of Will Brown.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Go but ahead. Keep going.
0: <laughs> no, it was just like, it's because I know that this specific generation, that this specific demographic yep. that the school has, like they, they need people like myself, yeah. people like Charles to teach them yep. what they're not being taught here, which is reality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For real. I love that. Like when we connected. Like, mm-hmm. when you told me that you were here with Chuck, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, she's Dynamic probably killing duo, that. Yeah, right? I was like, yeah. she's probably killing that. it wasn't that. for him,
0: I wouldn't be here. Yeah,
1: like, this is literally... So, like, explain to the audience where... You don't have to disclose the school. I, yeah. yeah no, like, <laughs> I, <"No, laughs> I was like, I anything, don't want to get roasted or fired. Like, this is actually a job I want to hang on to. But, like, I mean, explain, like, the demographic and, like, where we are at, kind of, you know, to give the audience a little bit of a feel. Yes,
0: without disclosing the name of the school. Yeah. I work at a school it's a private school K through 12 there could be a number of K through 12 pi- private schools exactly. so I'm not gonna yeah a so, whole bunch. yeah um, <laughs> and it's literally wedged in between the south end and the central district and the reason why I mentioned that is because demographically it's not right. re- it's not shown right, in the right. school <coughs> given the geographic location right which for me that was that was something that I had to take in, because I was like, how is it that, w- given the location <coughs> of this school, right. why isn't it reflected in the student demographics? Right, right. And then I started looking at tuition, I said, oh, okay, yep, that's that why, that's that's <laughs> another reason why. Yeah. But another reason why is just because it's like, it's not accessible for the kids that are in those locations. Right. yes. Both areas, both the CD and the South End are gentrified.
1: Right. Obviously. Especially now, yeah.
0: But there are still some people who are like us, who grew up like this, that are still in those locations. But they're going to the public schools because it's free.
1: So would you say like that ethnic studies like FIRE, (coughs) that definitely like influenced you to take on this Uh, position? 100%. But did you know that before you even applied at the job?
0: Absolutely. I was plotting.
1: So she was Honestly, Steven. like
0: that was my mindset. I was yeah, like, that's tight. How can I do what I want to do yeah. at a job that actually <coughs> exists that I thought didn't exist? Like, oh, like let's talk about diversity, let's talk about culture. Right. But in their framework of working with children. Yeah. Right. So I was like, it's like so the minute I found out that I got the job, chucked up the deuces tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, I got my crystal swoosh. I'm out of here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the EPs. But I'm out of here. Like, I'm actually going to do something that will apply my degree yeah. in the way that I want it to. And so, my literally, like the, like, my thought process throughout, you know, before starting my first day here was, what can you do? Yeah. And my first group of kids was, really really difficult uh-huh uh, again without <laughs> disclosing where i work yeah these <coughs> kids are just privileged as shit
1: sure yeah exactly and they
0: are so disconnected from reality yeah and yeah. what you know and what that entails such as like homelessness that is a thing children yeah yeah exactly. as you as you go to sleep in your five-story house
1: <laughs> but this is all stuff that like you've been accustomed to like you've grown up in like we know this, right? Yeah, so and those and that these world. kids don't. Exactly. And so it's my
0: job. Like, you know, on top of educating them, like actually giving yeah. them an education, Trying
1: to them to I also shit. check them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: you know, like check your privilege. Right, right. And sometimes I question like, damn, am I being too hard on them? Like, should I be talking? To them? <coughs> yes, absolutely. Because if you... Because I feel like I, I would be doing a disservice to them if I would if I beat around the bushes. Right. Like, no, you're old enough to have these conversations. <laughs> you know, if you're old enough to so own an iPad, to so own an Apple Watch that I don't have. We could talk about we could talk about privilege and the yeah. fact that you have it. Yeah. And that you're abusing it. And that, you know, like the root of the disrespect is because, you know, like you, you just I don't I don't know. It's yeah. like it's 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 a tough conversation to have with kids, but it's necessary.
1: Yeah, it's something that they probably don't realize until like later on, or until they do that self reflection, right?
0: Yeah, and so yeah. that's why I'm planting it in their seed, right? Or in their seed. Sorry, I'm like thinking about <laughs> this other thing that I have to plan for, which is actually called seed. Um,
1: <laughs> Jojo podcast, podcast. All right, podcast. What we're on the podcast. Yeah. Like no, I <laughs> you said, you were thinking about it. Oh, I
0: know. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> like, I told you, like my brain is not, it's all over the place right now. I'm like planning for a seminar that's yes. coming up actually. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But just planting it in their head right now. And so that they, they're now in fourth grade, right? you know, and I see them and I not, I don't want to take any ownership yeah. of their changed behavior and the maturity. um, But it's like, I think it's truly because of those conversations that I've had and they're just like. Damn, she really spoke some truth.
1: Right, right. Right? Yeah. I hope that's the
0: case. Yeah. you know, there is some change whenever I see them in hallways, you know, but... <laughs> what do you
1: mean by change? They, like, like straight it's up just, a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. And they
0: know how to respect each other regardless of what the other person looks like.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You know, and given the political, political climate that we're in right now, yeah. that's important. Yeah. Because... This is a K-12 school if they choose to stay all throughout middle school and high school. Right. I don't want them walking down the hallways disrespecting someone that doesn't look like them.
1: Yeah. Well, it, that shit's not going to work, like, no. in the real world. Like, all the time. I've had to <laughs> yeah. tell them,
0: like, with the kind of education I grew up with, I'm like, right. this behavior would not fly in a public school. Yeah. I tell them that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you yeah. are actually, like, you are lucky to yeah. be in this kind of a community that doesn't call you out for that behavior right but if you go to a public school and talk the way you talk right it, you wouldn't know
1: right yeah there'd be a <laughs> rumble <laughs> yeah. every day after school you'd have to back. go up against jonesha every single day screw yeah. up <laughs> that's crazy though so i mean like so you know going into that like what is your goal right like so what's your goal like throughout the body because Obviously, yo, if you're dedicating like 12 plus hours a day to your work, that's why I wanted you on the show was because like you're committed and I love that. Mm -hmm. So like this means something to you. Like Mm -hmm. what are you trying to leave once you move on from this or once you stay here for a long time? What are you trying to do?
0: Just for people, whether that be... (coughs) the kids Uh whether that be the faculty the staff whatever to just realize that it's not perfect out there stop pretending that it is yeah yeah you know because you can you can hide behind your stacks of money yeah yeah but when that all goes away what do you have left for yourself you know yeah and so um when I said seed earlier like I mentioned I'm I'm, a, I'm bringing a program called SEED uh-huh. to this institution. SEED stands for Seeking Educational Equity and Diversity. That's cool. So I went to a training over the summer this year. <coughs> it was a week-long intensive training. Like Each day was like 11, 12 hours long. Uh-huh. Seven days, Jesus. emotional, mental wreck by the end of it. I literally like, <laughs> as soon as I touched down in Seattle, uh-huh. I put my phone on airplane mode because that's how exhausted I was because we talked Jeez. about tough things like right. race, <coughs> yeah. systemic racism, gender and sexuality, which was something that I didn't think I was going to be uncomfortable talking about. But when it came <laughs> that day
1: yeah,
0: when we talked about gender and sexuality, yeah, I was like, oh, maybe I don't know myself that well.
1: Yeah. In terms of
0: like, I'm I'm heterosexual.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But when I say that, (laughs) when I say that, it was because there was a prompt that asked like, you know, growing up, did you ever did you ever have those conversations with your loved ones, with your parents, as to what, as to whether or not you were gay or straight.
1: Right. Right.
0: And my answer was no.
1: Yeah. And
0: I didn't realize I didn't realize that until that day. I'm like, wait. So why
1: yeah, so didn't wh- my
0: parents talk to me about that? It was because it was expected <laughs> yeah. that I was straight. And if I wasn't, like, what would that conversation look like? Or would I have had that conversation right. with my parents? Right? Would they have accepted me if yeah. I wasn't, you know? And yeah. so, like, they, it was just, yeah, it was an intense training. Took so much from it. And uh, basically, I'm bringing everything that I learned at that training to my community here. Nice. And having <coughs> those difficult conversations Yep. with um the other teachers here and I actually opened it up to all three campuses.
1: Yo, that's super cool. And when yeah. I sent
0: out the invitation to um, invite people to the meet and greet session, which is this Thursday, uh-huh. I had like my, my inbox was flooded with upper school teachers. Yeah, see? And that in itself spoke <coughs> volumes to me. I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's because this is what they need on yeah. that campus. And but it is because so I've you, heard stories.
1: Do you think like, Having that conversation is extremely difficult, right? Like oh, that's yeah, a especially conversation that, that people don't want to have. Yeah. Yeah. And that's
0: the thing, it's just like you can't you can't hide for that long. Like you, yeah. you need to have these conversations, right?
1: Exactly. Um, Absolutely.
0: Pressure makes diamonds. Yeah. Um, and that's what that school that's what the school needs is diamonds. Like people yeah. that are clear, transparent, right, you know, um willing to have difficult conversations so that we actually build a community. Well, I'm not right. bur- I'm not trying to burn bridges. Yeah, 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 right? exactly. Like, yeah. I am clearly <laughs> aware that this could potentially jeopardize my job. <laughs> yeah. But the way that I think about it, and I've had to have conversations with myself about this. Yeah. You know, like, okay, say that I do get fired over this, over what I'm trying to expose. Or right. mm, I shouldn't use expose. That's yeah. not <laughs> <Yeah>. negative. <laughs> buzzword, buzzword. Um, just bringing to light yeah. things that need to be... I don't know, known. Yep. I'm trying to find a synonym for exposed. Yeah. Um, and if I were to get fired over that, then at least I I know that it's over something that is good. I didn't do anything malicious to the school. Yep. You know, I didn't do anything that tarnished the school's name. I was just right. wanting to have a conversation. And if I get fired over that, then screw it. Right. I get fired right. over it, over trying to have a conversation that adults need to be having anyway. Yeah,
1: well, and it goes back to like you not being uncomfortable anymore. And like, that's how you make change.
0: Oh, my God. Like... <laughs> If I were, like, if I were in the mental state that I was in pre-high school, <coughs> uh-huh. I wouldn't be doing this because I yeah. would be somewhere in the corner just letting everything
1: Go by. Yeah. yeah. Mute.
0: Yeah, 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 mute. And, like, <laughs> feeling guilty for it. Like, I, yeah. w- I would definitely, like, I'm pretty sure I would, I would experience a lot of self-guilt knowing mm. the things that are going on in society and yeah. within educational institutions and just sitting and letting it Roll past
1: dude, that's super cool, though. I like yeah. how it, that's super cool because you're actually making a difference and a change, and like, or like, you trying. know, what I mean, you're trying, but like, you're taking the progressive steps to go there. Yeah, and a lot of people, it's why your inbox is so flooded, is because a lot of people don't go there. Yeah, and it's not just like education, it, we need more people like that in the world, just in general.
0: And that's that's the thing, too, like talking about having the courage to do this kind of work because yeah. it is scary because yep. you don't know what that conversation is going to lead to
1: right right
0: i'm pretty sure there will be like bridges burned
1: yeah you know
0: but i'm willing to take that risk um because to be honest like so some stuff had happened in (coughs) the administrative front uh Uh where i lost some people that were supposed to be my support in this right and um because of that i was given the option to back out and not do it anymore
1: Okay.
0: And I was like really close to not doing it because the thought of not having that administrative support that I was supposed to have, like basically they were protecting me. Right, right. Right. Um and I was close to saying, Okay, no, I can't do this. Like right. I I'm scared. I can't. I'm by myself. I'm not yeah. gonna get any support in this. I can't. Like, yeah. sure, the community supports you. No, like I actually right. had people higher up that were willing to take bullets for me if I s- happened to say something in a seminar right. that could have resulted in me losing my job. Yeah. I lost that. <coughs> I lost that blanket, right? Yeah, yeah. And so after doing some self-reflecting, yep. I was like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And so now the first session that isn't as um, formal because it's just a meet and greet will be this Thursday, but next Thursday is the first session, and uh. I'm going to kind of ease into it and not...
1: Just hit you know, it with like, the, yeah hey, Let's
0: talk about <laughs> racism. No. Like, we're going to do... It's actually a really cool because talking about stories, right? Uh-huh. Um, I'm planning the first session. I'm, I want it to be a name, <coughs> a, a name storytelling. Right. And basically, without giving it away, because I still got a plan for it. That's why I said seed early, because <laughs> that's where my mind is, is um, everyone's name has a story.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, um... I'm basically the activity that I'm going to have them do is just like I'm going to provide a bunch of art material, have them just go for it, like whether it's like add feathers, leaves, whatever. But it's something like psychological in their mind that represents their name and the history behind it. Right. Yeah. For instance, like my name is Jonisha. Yeah. You know, like growing (laughs) up, I fucking hated it because I always got weird looks. Oh, she's not black. No, I'm not. (laughs) Okay. But we're like, how do you pronounce? You know, and, and having Caucasian teachers mispronounce it all the time, and me not correcting them.
1: Right, right.
0: As an adult, I realized that I was—it was an injustice to me to not correct them. Right. Because right. they're labeling me the ways we don't, you know, in a way that's comfortable for them. Yep. Like, oh, Jonisha just doesn't roll off my tongue very yeah, well. So like Janisha say, sounds better. Yeah. Jonisha sounds no.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. So yeah so name story will be the first session just tell me about yourself tell me about the origin of your name let me get to know you that way that's cool and we'll easily or you know i mean not easily that's, it's not <laughs> easy we'll eventually build up to harder conversations once i've built a foundation with these strangers that like I'm a community work
1: with. type of setting yeah that's super cool well i know you'll kill that hopefully yes i mean like if just, you, just if, stay, you yeah, just, if I happen to
0: message you for a real estate job, just know it's because I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Jojo reaches out to uh, so I got fired. Actually. Remember that session <laughs> I told you about? Yeah. I didn't so, make it to session yeah. two. <laughs> it's the first week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Though. So I mean, I I love this, and this is like you're gonna be super inspired just here, like speaking on uh, speaking on that story, mm-hmm. um, just because like like I said these are the type of people that I want to surround myself with because this is how you make change. This is how you make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, so like going into that, you know, like you have, you have kind of a program coming here. It sounds like you're probably going to try and make a change here for a minute. Yeah. What do you, uh, you know, what do you see in the future? Like, what do you see as far as like maybe a year or two from now? Like what does that vision look like as far as a community goes? Like what would you like to see in a perfect world here?
0: In a perfect world? A
1: perfect world, but we know it's Bob not Rocks but we know world. it's not but we know it's not perfect. Yeah. So a realistic um, world.
0: Like I said, just you know giving students and the adults that work here a platform. <coughs> right. To be comfortable enough to hold difficult conversations that are necessary. Like I keep saying that because that's what I see, that's what I want to see yeah. a year, two years, five years from now. You know, and I know that, you know, based off of conversations that I've had with some high school teachers, like, cultural (coughs) competency Uh lacks in the high school campus. And I believe it. Yeah. Because you look at the demographics between elementary school, middle school, and high school, it looks completely different.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: (laughs) any, any... Image you have of what a private institution looks like is in cool. the high school. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, one of the senior girls who was white, uh-huh. she um, had a speech on the first day of school, and one of the things that she mentioned in her speech was just the lack of diversity right. on the high school campus and how that's just enabling the community to believe that whatever they see in those hallways yeah. is what they're gonna see outside of the school yeah which when you step outside of the school it's the central district it's the south end yeah it's not your high it's not your high school hallway and so yeah so that's what I envision is just shedding light on topics that just get brushed under the rug because people are too scared
1: that's tight I, I challenge you like I feel like you're gonna do this whole entire community like I feel like you're gonna kill that seminar and then in a hope so in a year or two like yeah. you'll be talking like from a community standpoint yeah. like like literally this entire area or I school district hope so absolutely so two more questions to wrap it up North two mo- <laughs>
0: cameraman
1: <laughs> yeah two more questions and then we'll wrap it up because we're like pushing right here at an hour I know you've got things to do uh, so <laughs> so uh as far as as far as question number one like those self-reflection times, right? Like when you hit rock bottom, like what is your thought process? And someone out there who's listening who may have hit rock bottom before, like how did you get through that? And how do you not just give up? A lot of people will just quit. A lot of people will just Mm -hmm. say, fuck it, Mm -hmm. I'm done. How do you go and recreate and reinvent yourself? That's a deep one, huh? Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah, creative you, director. Yeah, creative director. Um, chill structure. there for a little bit. What?
0: Chill there for a little bit. Chill
1: there for a bit?
0: Chill Like, when you're on the bottom, chill there for a little bit. Because that's going to allow you a lot of time to think. Because when you are on rock bottom, what typically happens? You isolate yourself.
1: Right, right. Right.
0: And, <laughs> yes, during the, those times of isolation, some dark thoughts might come about absolutely but it's up to you to hold yourself accountable to think about how do i get myself out of this state right and again <coughs> looking forward where do i want to go do right. i want to be stuck here forever because if i get stuck here forever no work's going to be no work's going get done right you right you know um but chill there for a little bit because you're allowing yourself that time to think and reflect yeah don't rush out of it because once you rush out of it, you're probably going to do something that you know is going to get you out of that, Yeah. but it's not something that you want to do. You just want to escape.
1: Yeah, so true. Yeah, so true.
0: So um, having quality time to yourself is so necessary, like going back to the whole extrovert, introvert. I like to – my ass likes staying at home.
1: (laughs) I'm the same way. So,
0: but, you know, the time – and it also really – what you choose to do on your downtime also speaks to who you are. Right. So I like being with family. Uh huh. But when I <coughs> truly don't want to be around any human being, uh huh, I'm reading about, you know, diversity and education because I'm trying to further what I currently know but yep. don't know.
1: Right, right. If that makes Absolutely. sense, you know, Just like working on your craft.
0: Right. You know, and it's that's because I don't want to find myself. At rock bottom again. Yeah. So yeah. what can I do to maintain that momentum to avoid hitting rock bottom and getting into that dark hole again?
1: Do you think people are scared to chill there? Like, why do you think people are scared to chill Comfort. there? Comfort. Comfort.
0: And people, like, I, I agree, can oftentimes be someone who, like, I could be a creature of habit for yeah. sure because it's what you know. It's what's comfortable, you right. know? Like, working at Nike, it was because <clears> I was comfortable. I knew the systems on the back of my hand. I was comfortable
1: yeah yeah you know and
0: having having the trust from the managers to train a new hire is because I was good at what at what I was doing right I was comfortable I became a master of my craft was that a craft I wanted to master no yeah but I did it because I knew that it was going to get me somewhere
1: you found yourself there right yeah yeah so
0: why not do that to something that I'm truly passionate about which is what I'm doing right now absolutely so chill there for a little bit, and you'll find a way out.
1: Love it. I love it. Last question. S- <laughs> Stop looking at the Six, damn clock. <laughs> S- <laughs> Last question, JoJo. So, you know, you talk about comfort right there. How does someone take action? Like, how do because it's not the easiest thing to have those positive thoughts and then take action towards something – there's a kid out there who may have positive thoughts and they don't know where to begin, but they know that they're capable of it. What do you tell them to do?
0: I'm going to end it with saying, just do it.
1: <laughs> I, knew I? You go- <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Sh- I knew you were no, going to say that though, shit. No, honestly,
0: like no. In all seriousness, it. For real. If, if it's one thing that I took I away from Nike, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the courage to just do whatever it is that you want to do but think that you can't do.
1: Yeah.
0: Like because that, that company, that brand is all about courage. Right. And taking risks. That's what Nike is about. You see the swoosh, that's this fucking
1: what you got? Some Air Maxes? No,
0: these Vapor Maxes. Yeah. Do you think any other band would be like, Oh yeah, these could be running shoes, like let's add these big <laughs> ass bubbles, right? But yeah. they did it yeah. because they're like, let's just take the risk. Yeah. So just do it. Just do it. Like with this new gig that I'm trying to bring the seed program. Yep. Doubtful. Couldn't. Do it. Nope. Can't do it. Right. Even signing up for the training over the summer. Right. Right. Nope. Can't do it. I can't. No. I'm gonna be around 60 other strangers across the nation. I was the only one from Wash or no from this district at least uh-huh. that went. And that was that like the idea of that was already daunting enough. I'm like no no like no, no, I can't no hell no I can't do it. <laughs> I did it.
1: Yeah. Right. Yep.
0: I had the option to back out from bringing this program because I didn't have the administrative support that I was initially supposed to have. Right. Thought about it.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm going to do it. So just do it.
1: I love that. That's dope. (laughs) Just do it. Just do it, you guys. Take action and just do it.
0: Just do it. You can do it.
1: Lastly, where do they find you JoJo? Like on social, like
0: nah. No, no, no. Share the social. You can hit me up on Share hotmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yo, go
1: give her a follow at what?
0: But I don't even be on there anymore. Oh my gosh. Okay, Get some fine. damn IG
1: followers.
0: I, I do post some inspirational. Yeah, stuff they need that. If it's not about my dog, it's some inspirational yeah, quotes. Yeah. <laughs> um Jonisha underscore Marie. Okay. I'm not gonna tell y'all how, th- how to spell that. You figure it out.
1: <laughs> Damn. So don't don't send that her way, or else She might get offended by I the have, way you spelled that. I have that 98
0: <laughs> pending friend requests. You <laughs> tell me
1: <laughs> oh, if,
0: you? I'm res- if I'm gonna if I'm gonna accept any oh no. of you. I'm sorry. Damn, all
1: right. Well, now I feel like a little bit cool that I'm one of those people who aren't in that room. So dope. Three,
0: two, one, go. a part of <laughs> the following.
1: Yo, Jonisha, truly appreciate you coming. You killed this. We killed this. Norris, as always. Thank
0: you, cameraman.
1: For real. In Nike Town, Seattle, like, we should end it with, yo, just do it. Just do it. Just do it, you guys. We'll be back next time. Thank you for listening. Peace. Love. We out.
0: Bye.